Welcome to Black Men Stack Your Paper, the podcast. Today, I just want to share some wisdom, some things that I've been picking up from the stock market. And hopefully you do your thorough research before you even, you know, try to jump down any rabbit holes or make any moves. The first thing that I want to talk about is Delta, Delta Airlines. So if you don't know, Delta has its main hub at the biggest airport in the world, which is Hartsfield-Jackson in Atlanta, Georgia. Hartsfield-Jackson, I hope I'm saying that right, is the biggest, um, it's the best place to have an airport geographically because of its proximity to both LAX and all of the New York airports. LaGuardia and JFK being two of them. I think there's more. I don't know. But those are the two that I know. Um, So that is partially what makes it special. Um, I'm reading here. It says Morgan Stanley names Delta a top pick. And it says Delta's investor day focused on the customer experience, the burnish and credentials as the best airline brand in the country. And then it has some numbers here. I'm not really a numbers guy. <clears throat> Today it traded at 46.60, which is crazy because let me just get you some numbers here. Just a few days ago, it was trading at 43. On 6.26, it was trading at 43. Today is 6.28, and it's trading at 46. So that's a $3 difference there. I don't know what it is in percentages. You just have to look that up. And I believe that it's going further up because um, it things are going toward their pre-pandemic levels. And I think Delta being at the biggest airport in the world and with its focus and its financials um it's going to i'm thinking it's going to hit at least 100 so it may do better than its pre-pandemic levels let me check out the pre-pandemic levels really quick here so that i don't mislead you i would hate to do that so i just bought 20 shares which is not super like a lot but pre pre-pandemic it was fit at fifth trading at 56 and it dropped way down to 28 22 and 28 and i think that it may go past the 58 um especially if you can get out in front of this thing <clears throat> so of course we know that little things you know screw with the stock price like it says here, Delta flight diverted to Atlanta due to unruly passenger. And you know how like, you know, people get on planes and they, you know, record shit and all of that. Like that, you have to watch out for that if you care about little dips in prices. But um, holding this thing um, for a while will be, I think, valuable. Um, if you also look at the energy sector, most notably oil prices and the effect that it has on airline travel. I think those two go hand in hand. I'm not an expert, so don't quote me on that, but that is kind of like, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. Um, in my, uh, in my Robin hood right now, I am up for the week. What am I? No, I'm actually down for the week, but over the last few days I'm up Maybe I thought I was up. I could have sworn I was up maybe 
one percent. So that's good because I, I own a lot of a lot of stock. So that is one of the one of the plays that I'm making. The second play that I'm making is Pinterest. So Pinterest just announced a I don't know if it's a merger per se, but it is a a an agreement with Amazon. It says here A AMZN partnership live ahead of twenty-three or twenty twenty-three holidays. Improving improving engagement trends and higher ad load will allow Pinterest to develop to deliver. I can't read tonight. It's late. Deliver accelerating and above consistent revenue growth. And then they have some numbers here. So Pinterest, if you have been living under a rock, because I mean, I love businesses, so I like to talk about them. Pinterest allows, according to my wife, (laughs) allows you to kind of search for ideas. She wanted to search for ideas for my promotion ceremony at work. And once it provides an idea, you can like click on the images or things in image in the image and it will lead you to the Amazon product and you can purchase it there. I think Pinterest has a little bit of work to do because it has to eliminate the possibility of a person being led to any other website, which I think that's doable because, you know, Amazon is an Amazon uh, I do, however, also believe that Amazon has a little bit of work on its end because if I believe a competitor to Amazon can come together and not sell fake cheap knockoffs and um, package them as real, um, you will take over or, or at minimum be a, a strong competitor to Amazon. Right now, I think the fakery and the uh, fugaziness of Amazon is uh, troubling to me. Not many people are talking about that. There are a lot of Chinese products that Amazon will just sell and they won't be. It seems like nobody is accountable. There was one time it's, it was actually eBay. Um, but this this kind of illustrates the po- the an example of the port. The point there were. I wanted to order decals for my tires and they were in a certain font. There were a certain size and I knew exactly what I wanted because I already had them. I just needed replacements and the customers sent me some fake cheap knockoffs that were plastic and rubbery and really small. And if I would have put them on the tires with the other decals, it would have been mismatched. Now, again, this was eBay. So this isn't really talking about Amazon, but that's an example of how you can get the bait and switch from products if these big companies like Amazon and eBay aren't holding their customers accountable. Um, and I think it it really is a hard thing to do because you have to be basically an expert in that product to ensure that that doesn't happen. And uh, all I think, in my opinion, a behemoth of a you know merchandiser has to do is just only work with approved, like only work with the companies versus working with, um, you know, mom and pop stores or to separate it. Like this product has been verified to be from Neiman Marcus or this has been par- This has been verified to be from, you know, Polo Ralph Lauren, whatever the case. If you can put a verification stamp on the product somehow, I think uh, that's where Amazon is weak, uh, but still, I went ahead and made the play for Pinterest because I like the price. The price right now is twenty eight dollars. 
I bought 34 shares, so I got about $1,000 in it. And um, what I'm wary about, though, is the recession coming up, which um, I don't think the recession is going to be a 2008 recession. I think this is going to be a very soft recession. I think many people aren't even going to feel the recession. I think unemployment, which according to my notes, unemployment is needs to rise above 4%. Let me see. I got it in my notes in my book bag. Bro, this all I I do this shit, man. <laughs> so, unemployment um unemployment needs to stay stay below 4% is what I meant. So, if it rises above 4%, we are officially in a recession. Don't listen to like I know like a lot of people online talk about the recession and they they claim that they know that we're in a recession, but this is not technically a recession because we are under 4% unemployment. The job market is very strong, which is leading into inflation. So that is the most educated and the most informed explanation that you can get against these bombs that keep saying that we are in a recession. We are not in a recession. Um, we are in high inflation. Now, what the response to inflation is a recession, but it's an artificial recession. In many cases, a government might step in and start to put more pressure on the businesses, which forces unemployment to rise. Now, I'm not saying that that will happen or that has happened, but that is an option. So um, if you induced inflation, you drive prices down because people would stop spending and then everything is hunky dory there. So. <clears throat> Just to get more educated on inflation, you have what's called a CPI, which is a consumer price index. This is an inflation measure that includes food and energy. So that is everything, including food and energy. Our CPI is about, I didn't copy it down, but I remember it being around 3%. And then uh, the core CPI excludes food and energy. So you just have like consumer products and shit. And that was around 5%. The Fed, the Federal Reserve, I'll say Feds, but that's really Federal Reserve. They target 2% both in both CPI and core CPI, but they don't use either of those. They use their own thing which is called PCE, which I don't know what that means. I was just taking, I think it's called, I don't know, but I, I, I go by, it's, what the fuck does that say? Personal consumer expenses price index. So what does all of this mean and how can you make it make, make it work for you? I would just, just understand that when these things are going up or when these these numbers are out of whack, the Federal Reserve is going to try to make a play. And if the Federal Reserve makes a play, <clears throat> your stock can go way up or way down. And that should dictate whether you want to get into a stock or pull back. Right now, I got half my money that is in Robinhood right now is in stocks. I just I just couldn't see myself putting all, it all in. Because I do know that there's going to be a recession of some sort. I don't know what that looks like um, in 2023. Again, I don't believe it'll look like 2008. It'll just look like, I don't know. I I, I know 2008 was actually a crisis. Um, I believe that all the major banks will survive 
this recession um, based off of some data that I've been uh, studying. And um, July will be a very important month. So I think July in July, I'm betting on a rally. Um, that's a very uninformed bet. So don't you don't have to jump in the bed with me. You don't have to jump in the pool with me. But I'm betting on a rally. So July 1st hits. I think I'm going to try to. What I'm going to do is bet on. I'm going to take advice. So right now I pay for uh, Simply Wall Street and I have a pro account for CNBC and I have a few other websites. I'm going to go off of recommendations, which is something I normally don't do, but um, I'm going to go strictly off of recommendations when it comes to the numbers or the qualitative data. And then as far as the, no, no, no. As far as the quantitative data, as far as the qualitative data, I'm going to be watching Ukraine and Russia. I'm going to be watching Janet Yellen and um, which is secretary Yellen. And then it'll be chairman, Powell, I'm going to be watching what those two say, which I want to kind of leave you with this nugget of wisdom. It is the fact that black men, we need to vote. We need to vote. The reason I would say that we need to vote and voting, first of all, by voting, you're watching your old money. But more importantly, did you know? So first of all, Janet Yellen is the secretary of treasury. So that means anytime the president, the current sitting president would like to spend, it goes through her. Right. We also need to understand that the more he spends, the more they put money into the economy, which means that inflation goes higher when he does uh, his 40 billion dollar Internet high speed Internet plan that's going to be in every household and his infrastructure and his build back better, which I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying. Those are things that will affect your your wallet. Just to let you know that that's that's all it is. Like I have I have no personal beefs or no personal um, personal things with presidents. I'm saying that this is the thing that's happening and it will affect your wallet negatively because that's more money in an already inflated economy. With that out of the way, did you know that Secretary Yellen and Chairman Powell do not communicate. Let that sink in for a minute. And if you don't know who Chairman Powell is, he is the chairman of the Federal Reserve, which tracks the interest rates, um, the interest hikes, the, the interest rates, whatever we're calling them these days. So and, and with that, let me just make sure I'm getting my terminology right, because I don't want to mislead nobody. Um yeah. So with him, he would like to raise interest rates um, above what they are, maybe another another half a percent so that people stop spending as much. And if people stop spending as much, the price of things will go down below two percent in CBI is what they want. And then everything will be good again. Or, or of course, they hope nothing's ever perfect. But his two main concerns are unemployment and in, um, unemployment and inflation. Those are his his two babies with Secretary Yellen. Her baby is just I don't really know, to be honest. I don't understand what the Secretary of Treasury does. I wish I did know. I just maybe I'm ignorant. I just know that she is the gatekeeper to what the executive branch would like to spend. That's how I get that. Um, 
And yeah, they are all here for us and we all need to be voting. And right now, I don't think that um, I don't think some of the moves are in the best interest of America um, with the spending. Um, unless and I would just say this, they may be in the best interest of America if what the numbers we are seeing are not true. If the numbers that we are seeing in the the indexes, in the rates, if they're all true, then I don't believe at this point in time, the, the Infrastructure Act, I think of 2022, I think that's what it's called. And the, I think it's the, the um, it is the brainchild or, or it came from the Build Back Better, which didn't go so well. It came from that. Um, whatever it is, it's an infrastructure plan to rebuild America and such. I don't think that's appropriate right now, given the current economic situation, which, again, is high inflation. We don't want to drive inflation too much to where we can't pay for things, because if we did that, we would come we would become Venezuela. And we don't want that. So in all, how does this affect you? Well, if you are not putting your vote in the right place and or if you're not reaching out to your politicians and saying, hey, how does this exactly make sense? And ultimately, if you're not watching where you put your money, because right now I will tell you a savings account is a bad idea that I don't know how you are um, high status. I don't know how you're high value and I don't know how you're leaving old money for your generations to come. So I hope this helped. I hope this opens your eyes to all of the things going on. And um, if you did like this, this podcast episode, please rate the podcast and give me a shout out and tell me what I did right, what I did wrong, how I can improve. But again, for me, I just care about my future situation, my, my future grandkids and my, their grandkids and so forth. I care about my legacy. And I don't think that um, the current how things are. It, I mean, it's it's crazy right now. I don't think the way that the current situation is beneficial to my generation in the future. And so I'm going to be protecting what I have, and then I'm going to make the appropriate vote when it comes time. Again, this is not criticism of any politician. This is more so the current initiatives and the current actions of our politician is what I'm bringing to light. And again, this may be my ignorance. Maybe I don't know the whole situation, but from my analysis, it is not good for my future generation. And I would like to make a change. And I would like to let you know that your money is basically being put into a blender and the motherfucker is on high speed. <laughs> and they put milk and berries in that shit. And they're going to, Blend that shit up into a nice smoothie and they're going to drink that shit. Like, that's really how I feel my money is being being played right now. So crypto, I think, in my opinion, is the move. You just want to make sure you do that correctly because crypto is also under scrutiny from our SEC, which may be right, like righteous. Like, I don't want to mess with that because I'm going into ignorant territory there. I would just basically say that if this lawsuit, if... I think right now Binance and Coinbase are in um, are in a lawsuit with the SEC, which is um, crazy because Coinbase is doing excellent. I believe they'll beat this thing. And, and if they do, I think it'll be good for Bitcoin. And if it's good for Bitcoin, all of the smaller 
cryptos is good for that as well. So, um, yeah, we just want, I want definitely, I want a safe and, um, I want a safe financial system first. I want politicians that are accountable. I want politicians that are, um, are making actions that are congruent with their initiatives. And then ultimately I want a better future for my family. So I hope this helped. And I hope this helped you understand how uh, you, you provide a good future for your folks, bro.